When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's episode 72 of Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. Hey, Hobbs. Hey, how are you? I Sorry, there was a loud honk in the background as soon as you... I don't know if you'll hear that in the audio. Was it, was it like, like a, a fire truck or what? No, it was just a honk. Someone just obviously cut someone off. It, it was good timing, kind of, in my headphones. It was like, hey, Hobbs, honk. It was like almost a bigger fanfare to intro you. It was. Now, last week... No edits. This week, we're going to edit everything up because we expect a very mediocre performance. Although to help save the day, let's bring in our latest voice. Yo, what's up? My name is P-Jug. I'm here today to save this mediocre performance. It's the return of the wheel. We've got 95 things on this wheel. Whatever it lands on, we're going to talk about. Ooh. It lands on Guinness Book of World Records. We actually know a guy that works for the Guinness Book of World Records. His name is Mike Marcotte, and he leaves the Twin Cities and flies to wherever on the planet that a world record, uh, you know, attempt is being made. Mm -hmm. And then he has to document and make sure it's legitimate and that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and all that stuff. And there was just a cool Guinness Book of World Records uh, story the other day that we got a kick out of. And that's why we put this uh, topic on the wheel. Yeah, this was pretty funny. So there's a man who just set a world record in a Corvette for driving in reverse for one mile in 75.18 seconds. So he was moving pretty good for being in reverse. Someone has to have already tried this. I know my old man's done this because he missed an exit. We were late for a flight in Miami. And if you've ever driven in Miami, have you been to Miami? Many times. It's nuts near that airport, especially if you don't know where you're going. And it, this is before GPS or any of that stuff. So my old man sees that we're, we're going on one bridge and we're going the wrong way. And he doesn't want to commit to it. So he literally stops on the freeway, puts it in reverse, puts his arm behind, like, put your head down, kid. And just starts reversing as fast as we can in this rental car. Every once in a while, you will see people that miss an exit. And I've done it myself. You slam on your brakes and you think, you think I can back up just far enough to make it? Right. I mean, it's really illegal mm-hmm. and it's not good in any way, but I'm still alive. Do you take any kind of precautions? Like, you know what I'll do? 
I'll throw on the hazards. That'll freak them out less if I'm driving in reverse at them. I've got the hazards on. Isn't that kind of a, you get to do whatever you want if you have your hazards on? I'll never forget one time I was on a freeway here that had a HOV lane and it would rotate in the morning. It would go one direction in the evening. It would go the other direction. I remember that. And, and they had crossing arms down. And so we're riding our motorcycles and I got a huge uh, Honda Goldwing trike. And as I approach the place, I thought I'll take the HOV lane. As I approach it, I don't really notice that the crossing arm is down and I'm going at it at 55 miles per hour. So I've swerved around the, uh, you know, the crossing arm. Well, now I'm going the wrong way down a freeway. Oh man. On a motorcycle time to back up. So I hit the brakes (laughs) and now I'm backing up on a motorcycle on a freeway. Uh, and I had to go back underneath the crossing arm. Can you drive in reverse on a motorcycle? I don't know enough about motorcycles. Can you drive in reverse or do you have to like push it with your feet? Most bikes don't have reverse, but the big touring bikes that weigh well over a thousand pounds do because oh. most people aren't strong enough to do that. So yeah, my bike definitely had reverse. Let's spin the wheel again. You ready? I'm I'm ready. Ooh. What's going to land on this time? (laughs) It lands on biting someone's nose. What? (laughs) Where do you come up with these things? (laughs) Biting someone's nose. Well, what happened? I send send Moon the I send Moon the stories. He comes up with these gems. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yep. So, uh, anybody got a story about biting someone's nose? I do. Uh, convenient. But it's not as crazy as it might sound. Okay, let's let's unpack this. There is a lot to discuss here. So, all right, spill it. There was a man who went to a game, a football game outside, and uh, you know he was a little bit uh, overexcited, let's say, overstimulated by all of the the sportsmanship or or something. Anyway, according to the police report, uh, a 53-year-old man, when they were leaving the game, right, um, it was the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks and uh, the Missouri State Bears, and they were playing in Arkansas. Basically, after the game, we've all been in a situation where, you know, the parking garage is terrible and everybody's trying to sneak in everywhere. Well, that happened to this man Mm. and he wasn't going to take it. You know what I mean? So he got a little road rage and he got out of his vehicle. He approached the man that tried to inch in on him. Fists were thrown. And at one point, like you do, he decided to bite the nose of his opponent. Nice. Yeah. The uh, police arrived to uh, a reported disturbance of two males with bloody faces. Um, Apparently, uh, the gentleman, Mr. Ramsey, was so upset he actually punched through the back windshield of the vehicle and then bit the owner on the nose. Here's the kicker, though. The guy, his day job, he's an executive for Beyond Meat, which is a vegan meat company. That's why he didn't <laughs> swallow the nose. 
Yeah. Well, Why he, he didn't swallow it. the nerve. He, yes, he bit it and he's like, this is why I'm a vegan. So he's been charged with felony battery and making terroristic threats. There's been many times when I turned my blinker on indicating I was pulling into a parking spot. Yeah. I had somebody whip right in in front of me. And you're thinking to yourself, okay. I'm going to bite your nose. How much jail time is this worth? I should probably just find another place to park. There we go. And the wheel lands on funeral talk. Thousands and thousands of people loved their queen. And we talked about this. How weird would it be to have your entire life with just one president? That's what most people in the UK had with her. And now to honor her at the very southernmost point in Key West, Florida, that's as far south in the continental U.S. as you can get. They're putting up a, a British flag with a royal purple banner to kind of show, uh, you know, a little tip of the hat. Why is that? Why is it in the southernmost tip? Well, there's nothing left. I mean, it's as far south as you can possibly go, even further than Texas, right? If you look at Texas now, it, you know, is the, you'd think as far south as it gets, then look straight across the map to Florida, then keep looking south, and there's Key West, one of my favorite towns in the whole planet. God, it's so gay there. They have a week celebration. I don't remember what it's called, but people just walk around naked for an entire week. Isn't it their pride celebration? It's a whole different thing. Let me look it up. What's the celebration in Key West where everybody gets naked? According to TripAdvisor, Fantasy Fest. Thousands of fun-loving party people descend on Key West every October for an adults-only extravaganza. October. Revelers mingle in the lively streets and drinks flow to get everyone in the spirit. A conch king and queen lead the spectacular parade, a highlight of the outrageous festivities. I have been to the naked bar in Key West. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on a rooftop. It's really quite cool. And then if you didn't want to go, you didn't have to be naked, but you could. It was clothing optional. <laughs> Most of the time, people that go to like nude beaches are very <laughs> disappointed. I went to one in St. Martin. Oh, my God. I, are there I, nude I, beaches in the Twin Cities? Yes, there are. There's one uh well it's not really official but the one on the like east side of cedar lake you can go there and go nude um it's kind of like a pretty popular party area now so i don't know there's also one that's a bit north of there i forget what lake it's on it's called bear ass beach and it's kind of like a hidden beach and that's a very very nude beach yeah at cedar lake it's like some nude people not very often but at bear ass beach it's like everybody there is naked you know Maybe I shouldn't be giving away the secret nude beaches to the public. Well, this is on a pretty, pretty big broadcast. Yeah. It's going to ruin everybody's fun. I mean, I guess it's cold now. The yeah. Law enforcement will forget about it by next spring. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I think the law enforcement knows about it, but it's just like, you know. Well, they they're down lot. there too. You know, they want to they yeah. relax after a hard shift. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Is this just kind of how, you, how you're going to tell us to move on now? In the world? Yeah. <laughs> we'll <cuddle. laughs> Ooh, it lands on. I took a raccoon into a bar. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Trevor. These are ripped from the headlines. It's true. All right. Lay it on me. 
a rabies alert was issued. <laughs> what? In a okay. North Dakota bar. Uh, apparently a woman walked into a North Dakota bar carrying a raccoon and leading health officials to warn that, you know, we don't know whether the raccoon has rabies. Uh, apparently the bartender Cindy said that she was serving drinks at Maddox bar last week when a local resident brought in a happy animal during happy hour. There are about 10 people in the saloon. She told the woman to leave, but instead she took the raccoon around the bar to show another customer. Eventually the woman did leave with the animal after a few minutes. And uh, yeah, it, it, it never left her arms. No one was bitten. Um, I don't know if they just have a lot of time on their hands, but yes, they issued a warning for a potential rabies infection for the 10 patrons of Maddox bar in Maddox, North Dakota. So, um, but rabies is serious. I had a scare recently where I had a bat get into my apartment. No. Yeah. A bat got into my apartment. I remember I was in my living room and I'm on my phone and uh, it was around midnight. I just finished some paper and I'm sitting there and I'm on my phone. Do to do. And all of a sudden I see some out the corner of my eye and I'm like, Oh no, you're, you just have anxiety. Like you're just, you know, you're seeing things. And then I keep going on my phone. I'm scrolling on Instagram. And then I look up again cause I see it again. And sure as day, there's a bat flying in circles above my head. Mm-mm. And I didn't know how long it had been there. Don't know how it got in. I freaked the F out, you know, very panic. And I ran into my room. I just shut the door and I just stayed in there and just hoped it didn't go in. And then I called, I called maintenance in the morning and they came and got it. So I don't know if I'm rabies free, honestly. Oh. <laughs> oh, Let's fire on the wheel. <laughs> It lands on strange side hustles. I have a strange side hustle. Do you have a strange side hustle? I work for a, a DJ company and we do weddings on the weekend. Oh, God. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on the day and the location, you can catch me at a wedding. What's yours, uh, Hobbs? Stand up comedy. My side hustle is selling stuff on eBay. I've actually started selling a lot of stuff on Marketplace. I could do that as my. My side hustle. It really works well. The only thing that you have to have uh, in order to do that is stuff to sell, you know? Oh, I got so much crap. Uh, yeah, see, I don't I don't have stuff, but I have labor. I can give my labor to people for money. Maybe you could solicit here. What kind of labor you want to do? Yeah. Uh, anyone want to hire? <laughs> anyone want some labor? I like doing administrative stuff. I, I can do a little customer service stuff here and there. I want to be upfront with any of you good viewers of my dear friend Moon here. Uh, I'll probably have to switch or I'll probably have to not work at your company for more than like nine months because I'm starting or I'm in the middle of a master's program. And that's when I have to start seeing um, clients. So if you need some temporary uh, labor, I got it. Those are all interesting yeah, side hustles but i i did happen to, across a story i thought you guys might yeah yeah interesting and that's what i was going to ask you trev how how much do you think you can lift like if you had to do a little bit of uh labor like, like carrying like how many like a sack could you carry like a sack on your back like a like a heavy sack oh yeah i lived out of a big heavy backpack for like two months one time okay 
Well, then you might want to explore this because there's kind of an untapped market in Nigeria. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, apparently the Nigerian, there's a, uh, there's a black market for an item I didn't realize was in big demand. Um, in China, there are a lot of people that are smuggling donkey penises. Okay. Tell me more. Yes. Apparently in Nigeria, there are a lot of donkeys and in China, there's a market for donkey skins and donkey penises. And the reason the um, these animals in nature are facing extinction in Nigeria. So it's an animal that you can't easily breed. They can't breed them in large numbers because it has a really low fertility rate. They're becoming very, very rare. And apparently there is demand for all kinds of, of of donkey stuff. So in China, and so there was a young man who just, you know, was trying to be creative with a side hustle, I imagine. And he farce, he falsely declared at the customs that it was cow genitalia, cow genitalia. Cow genitalia. Cow genitalia. Ooh, it lands on. It lands on. What are you watching? Ooh. (laughs) Uh, This will be good. Uh, I would like to once again give hats off to the patient on Hulu. Yep. Steve Carell, this show will freak you out. I was starting at the end of episode three. I was starting to think, I hope they don't repeat what's going on for too long. Well, guess what? They did not. I've seen all the episodes now. There's five of them that are out. The last one was completely awful. And, you know, at the end of it, I'm thinking, I don't know if I can go to bed. Right. And that's crazy. I haven't felt like that in forever. I don't watch this kind of stuff, but as a psychotherapist, Steve Carell does an amazing job. And the, the person that plays the part of the serial killer, he's fantastic. The whole, the whole cast, including the guy that you can't see because he's tied up and masked. Yeah. He's even pretty good. Hmm. Well, Steve Carell is really killing it. And the script is so great because he's on his own emotional journey too. And he's having to process all of this trauma for himself, but also for the client. And then, you know, the other person, I don't want to give it away for people that haven't seen it yet, but what's nice is what sucks is that the episodes are really short, but what's nice is the episodes are really short. So you can probably catch up fairly quickly, like maybe two hours to catch up on the season. Um, but it's, he's definitely going to get nominated for an Emmy, especially the, the kid who plays, um, Sam. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then uh, I started watching The White Lotus. The White Lotus has a whole bunch of Emmy awards. That's why I turned it on. And the first episode is a setup. Basically, it's the story of a resort that takes care of very, very wealthy people who are just spoiled little brats. And it's kind of cool to see what a staff has to do in order to please these people who are so empowered by their money situation. Mm. It's pretty good. Uh, I like that. Uh, What else we started watching? I've been watching a ton of football. Football is my life pretty much from now until the end of the the year. I've been two fantasy leagues loving that. What do you guys been watching? Hobbs, you go first. 
I've been watching a lot of documentaries. That's been kind of my jam lately. I haven't been watching television shows all that terribly much, except for The Patient. I'm making time for that. And of course, The House of the Dragon on HBO, the mm. Game of Thrones prequel. Yum, yum. Love yum, it. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It's getting gritty now, and I'm excited. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm into it. But I just watched one called The Sins of the Mother. This is couple it's like a limited series right it's like four episodes and i believe it's on netflix and this woman is bat shit crazy mm -hmm. and thinks her family members are possessed by demons and assesses them different demon levels but it's interesting because the people that get labeled as demons just kind of end up being people that disagree with her it's like oh you're a demon it's like well not really and she did some pretty terrible things but she's gorgeous like she is gorgeous and is it's very easy for her to get away with a lot of stuff and it's based on a true thing and this woman is horrible so mm. and i don't i don't i don't come for women like that and men are, i don't i'm not I, I don't try to be judgmental of anybody's journey but if this woman is not mentally ill she's a absolute monster uh, in my opinion so i know at our house we got a new tv uh this past weekend we've been waiting for this we talked about it last week on the podcast episode 71 of moon pea jug and hobbs i get the tv randy the handyman mounts the thing we get the side the sound bar it looks fantastic i immediately start putting in all my streaming services uh, and their apps on the home screen of the television now you got to have username and passwords oh, for all of the services. I have Hulu, Amazon, I have Netflix, I have Paramount Plus, I have Apple Plus, I have Disney Plus. I've got every damn plus there is. Uh, you know, I got them all. So anyway, I noticed that uh, the TV asked me, well, on YouTube TV, which is another service I have, would you like to have the high definition picture? on all of your channels for another $4.95 a month. I thought, what the heck? Yeah, why so not? I, I put it on there. And yeah. this TV is is astounding. The picture clarity. Well, then I'm clicking around, and I see that there is an offering for 4K. Mm. All right? And I'm thinking, I've never had a 4K TV in my house. Let's see what's, you know, on the 4K channels. And so I find a documentary, and I'm watching it, and the clarity of the animal featured was so prominent it felt like the animal was in the room with us and i can just tell you uh it was about a, a donkey's penis <laughs> it was about a donkey's penis <laughs> and man the clarity you could really really see the 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 shading and the veins <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry I did that, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah. So, but I did. I watched a, a 4K documentary about Las Vegas, stuff I didn't know, and the colors on these televisions now. And the, I don't know how they, you know, got this stuff set up, but it's really awesome. Oh, it's insane. When, I've got a girlfriend who's got one of those really dope setups downstairs with the sound and. It's painted all dark and comfortable chairs. And then you look at the TV and you're like, what did I do wrong in life? 
that I don't have a room like this. It yeah. does make such a difference. P Jug, what are you watching? Or have you been watching anything? Because usually you're busy. Yeah, um, I've been watching a lecture series on music phonology. Uh, it's it's y'all know Leonard Bernstein, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's just an absolute legend. And uh, when he was the chair at Harvard, uh, he gave a lecture series on, um, yeah, like yeah, music phonology. And um, it's called like the question of music. Today is your 24th birthday. Tell me what it feels like to be 24 right now in America. You know, it's weird, man. I, uh, cause I'm, I'm, I feel myself getting old, you know, I'm, I'm only 24. So anyone that's older than 24, I say that and they go, yeah, kid, whatever, you know, you don't even understand. And in a way I, I understand that I don't understand. Sometimes I wake up and my body hurts for no reason, you know, parts of my <laughs> life for no reason. They hurt really bad. You've always been very book smart. You like to read. Yeah. I hate yeah. to read. Yeah. I am anti-reading. Yeah. It's it, the thing is it's a practice, you know. It's a, it's just like playing an instrument or, you know, playing a sport. You just have to do it and do it and do it and when you do it then you're doing it and then, you know, after you're doing it you have some books that you read, you know. How many books do you think you have? I'm unique because I hoard books. It's like um, it's it's like a weird neurotic thing, uh, and I think that in some way I I like take great pride in my library. But I think it's got to be between 100 and 150. And honestly, I feel like it's super small. And the fact that I can't fill up like a wall, you know, I think is quite pathetic. I wish I knew how many books I've read in my life. I, I also hoard when I started really, really keeping books was when I was in college and then you'd go to return the textbook and they'd be like, yeah, you can have like four cents or whatever, you know, like two bucks. And I paid 40 bucks for it. I'm like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm not selling it back so that you can just mark it up and sell it to someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started keeping all of them and, you know, through moves and things like that, I had to make some decisions and, and throughout the years prune stuff out. But I mean, not even with library books, I have no idea. I, w I wonder, I wonder how many books I've actually read in my whole life. Cause I love to read. The first book I read was called, and you can Google this black tiger at Indianapolis. Yeah. It was about a front wheel drive race car. The second book I read was where is Joe merchant? And that's a book by Jimmy Buffett. Ah, that makes and sense. he became uh, such a good writer that he actually has a number one bestseller fiction and nonfiction. And there's only been six authors to ever achieve that. One of them being Hemingway. And then I read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And then I read, read a book called Swine Not, Swine Like a Pig another book by Jimmy Buffett. And that book is about somebody who is very wealthy that has a high rise uh, apartment in New York city. And they're very strict about the rules there. You can have dogs, but you can't have a pet pig. So this person dresses the pig up like a dog mm -hmm. and walks it like a dog. I don't know. The whole thing's kind of weird. Well, that's funny you bring that up because I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Trump's got some rules about what you can do in his place 
two, I guess when the FBI went in and uh, searched his place in Mar-a-Lago, Trump was mad because they didn't take their shoes off in the bedroom. Well, he kind of took what 30 boxes of high, highly secret things. And he said he declassified them all. I don't know. This one's, you know, this one's going to get ugly before it stops. Yeah. Well, and I didn't mean to sidetrack it, but I just thought it was interesting. He's like, of all the things that upset him about that, not the criminal imprisonment, not any of that stuff. They wore my shoes in my bedroom. Anyway. We got one more on the wheel. (laughs) World's longest wheel. I don't remember a time before this wheel. It lands on two questions with Putin. Ah, you got me. So this is where we all get a chance to ask Vladimir Putin two questions. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go first? P-Jug or Hobbs? Hobbs, you go. Have you ever stolen money from your mother's purse? Ooh. Have either of you, have you ever stolen money from your mother's purse? I have taken like $2 out of my mom's purse. Yeah. And I can tell you that was a very long day for me when my dad got home. And then what we would do whenever we needed money, me and my buddy Fat Norm, we'd go to the hotel and they had a cash drawer for the hotel. And, you know, we would sneak cash out and go buy Slim Jims. Fat Norm is always involved in these stories. (laughs) But the poor man has gone to heaven. And so he's not here to rebuff any of this stuff. He he moon throws this guy regularly under the bus. (laughs) Literally and figuratively. Okay, here's my okay. Here's my second question with Putin. Have you ever kissed someone who was romantically involved with someone else? Ooh, pulling an Adam Levine. P. Jug says no. Moon. No, I would say no. I have. Not I on, not, he, not 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 that I'm proud of it, but yeah, I have. So I yeah. think it's a pretty common thing to do. I have very few standards, and that's one of them. One 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 day one day I will hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> one day you'll hopefully kiss someone who's involved with someone else. Yeah. You know, I'm single. I'm single. I can I can do what I want. If you think about it though, it is the basis for every movie on the Hallmark channel. How All about right. questions from P Jug? Who hurt you? Right. Who hurt you? Ooh, that's a good one. I yeah. bet you I bet you his parents were awfully mean. What are your two? What are your two questions? Have you ever been to China? To get a donkey penis. Where do you get your donkey penises? You know, because maybe he's got a hookup in Nigeria. And my second question for Putin is, have you ever lied on a job application? (laughs) Right? You need to work with. (laughs) (laughs) Because who does he use for references? Right. right? (laughs) Oh, Kim Jong-ung died. Dang it. Well, that becomes uh, the end of two questions with Putin. And we've talked about a lot of other stuff today. Sure have. And uh, we got uh, P-Jug needs to go out for his 24th birthday celebration soon. He doesn't know this, but we have cake for him. Birthday cake right here, right now. Oh, no. And after we put the headphones down, we're going to enjoy a slice. I think the weekend of, uh, so in about three weeks time, it was going to be next weekend, but some things came up. And I think we're going to push it back to middle October. We're throwing a huge techno show in downtown from 10 to 2. Location still undecided. Uh, I'll have Moon update you when we get closer to the date. But it's going to be really cool with some local DJs and uh, some live electronic music as well. 
So have you got a permit for this? You're just gonna set up. Uh we're talking to some venues about just doing it in the venues. Yeah. If you want something fun to watch, by the way, have you seen uh, Crosswalk Karaoke? Mm-mm. It's really good. You know, James Corden does a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. like carpool um, karaoke. Mm-hmm. That was like his biggest thing where he'd get major bands in to go for a ride and they do uh, karaoke songs. Yeah, well, that was fun it, for a minute. Yeah, that was fun for a minute. Well, now he's tried something different. This one has an even shorter shelf life, but God, is it funny. He asked somebody to be on his talk show, and then when the band gets there, he tells them, you know something? You're going to play on the show tonight your new song, but we're not going to do it here in the studio. Follow me. Then they go out, and they actually have the equipment for a band, including dancers and lights and smoke and the whole deal, and they do it at a busy L.A. street corner. So when the light turns red, they run out with the amps. They set them up. The band starts to play. And then as soon as the light goes green, everybody goes nuts because they, you know, the band's trying not to get hit by a car. Can I cheer for the cars? (laughs) It's, it's a damn funny idea. I think the first band he did it with was BTS. And then he did it with, uh, Oh my God, Harry Styles did it. I mean, there's been some pretty funny ones. And if people, some of these people are thinking, what the hell's going on? Because they're sitting in their cars at a stoplight. And then, they, yeah, just check it out on YouTube. It's pretty I funny. Will. Happy birthday, PJ. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You're going to have some cake now and Hobbs. Uh, nice chatting with you. We'll be back for next week's episode, which would be number 73. This is the end of 72, however, from Moon, PJ, and Hobbs. <laughs>